Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU is a dog in Vegas, UNLV. What do you expect tonight? Adam Amin, not Adam Levine, will call tonight's game on ESPN. He will join us from Vegas. What does he expect tonight between the Cougars and the Rebels? Get out of here. Plus my best frenemy, Dennis Pitta, joins us. And Jimmer shoves Stefan Marbury in route to 54. Yes. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Ball night! BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is game day, Friday, November 10th, 2017. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is literally on a golf course right now at a BYU alumni event in Las Vegas. Super happy for him. So I'm joined by your BYU football and basketball radio studio host, Jason Shepard. Thank you very much. Oh man. Uh, you know what? Just getting ready for, as you like to call it, game day. It is game day. It is game day. And it's the day before the day for yes. men's hoops. More on that coming up, but let's get right the to... The day before the day we get ready for it's Sunday. Day be- that's, and that as well. Iron your shirts and like take a bath. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Put your hair in some curlers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's game day for the BYU football team in Las Vegas. The Cougars play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium South, a.k.a. Sam Boyd Stadium. Weird to say that at 2-8, and eight, but I did. Defensive lineman and Vegas native Trajan Peely describes what the BYU defense is aiming to do tonight. It's just all your mentality. You know, you when you get in, you want to make a play. You want to step up for your team. And so for us, I think that's what really what we're working on. It's just a, that big play mentality. Big plays have been missing from the defense a little bit. Let's see if they can match up tonight. More on the matchup and expectations coming up. Watch BYU TV's countdown to kickoff 930 Eastern time on BYU TV. Pre-game coverage with your boy Jason Shepard on BYU Radio 830 Eastern. Men's basketball begins the regular season tomorrow night at the Marriott Center against Mississippi Valley State. You can watch on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Pre-game on BYU Radio with a guy that looks and sounds a lot like me starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. It'll be vestlicious. So that means we are exactly how many days away from basketball then? (gasps) Countdown to the Delta Devils. One day away. It's tomorrow. I think we started this when BYU was what? One in five? One in six? Was it something like that? And here we are. I try not to think about it. We've reached the beginning of the regular season. Now, the build-up to hoops, certainly not the build-up to football, right? The entire offseason. We've already started the countdown to the Wildcats. We have? Was that, that was the day I was in for you. We actually did a countdown to the Wildcats. Wait. The first day of football. Wait, what, for, what are you talking about? Next year? For next year. For next year already? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Let's talk about some more hoops. Your boy, Jimmer Fredette. Drops 50 for the second straight game. This time, Ain't nothing. triple-double fashion. He, he messed around and got a triple-double. It was a good day. Jimmer finished the Sharks' overtime win over the Bagong Fly Dragons. What? With 54 points, 13 boards, and 10 assists. Huh? Jimmer scored 27 of his 54 in the fourth quarter and overtime and got into it with Stefan Marbury at one point. Yeah, so, what, so what a, a memorable game. Back-to-back 50-plus uh, game. Yeah, there's video of this. Jimmer did not appreciate the... Uh, hard foul. The, yeah, the, the, uh, the defense, the yes. defense yes. that uh, Starberry played yeah. and uh, immediately went over and got in his face and pushed him. Yeah. I, I was, I'd like to see that. Stefan Marbury of NBA fame. Yes. Tried to make a name in China like Jimmer's doing. So that was kind of an alpha dog matchup there. And, uh, yeah, Jimmer just straight up shoved Stefan Marbury. 54 <laughs> points, man. 
How about that? That's 54, 13, and 10. The other day, uh, there was a tweet about what he exploded, you know, for 50 points, and people were like, man, that's a rough way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Not literally. Luckily. Yeah, Yeah. it's not literally. Number nine, women's volleyball swept Gonzaga last night on the road in Spokane. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the team. She had 16 kills, seven digs, and three aces. The Cougars will remain out on the road in the Pacific Northwest. They will face the Portland Pilots tomorrow. Oh, they're going to visit Beaverton today. You better believe it. Oh, absolutely. Nike. Another BYU win in the kennel. Crazy. Rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Great expectations, or good expectations. The world's changing in a myriad of ways, Jason Shepard, that we never thought it would right now, from politics to the number of iPhones to BYU football. It's just a different world than a few years ago or even months, okay? And in this world, BYU's an underdog against UNLV. I don't like this world. (laughs) In football. Are we in the upside down or what? Okay? But what do you expect tonight? That brings us to today's Twitter question. Do you expect BYU to beat UNLV tonight? Why or why not? Uh, at B Royal Blue Coog, taking advantage of the 280 characters on Twitter. Oh boy. Says yes. Do we have time for this? Because first, always blue goggles. And second, BYU football is a good team with a lot still to play for. Hungry seniors and strong players with a lot to approve uh, for the coming years. They won't let themselves lose again. That is the hope. But Vegas feels otherwise, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. UNLV is a three and a half point favorite versus Brigham today. It opened at four and a half. Yes, so, so down to three and yes, half. people are, are buying into the Cougars. Uh, but yes, three and a half point favorite is the uh, hometown, and I use that loosely because there will be a lot of Cougar fans there. Yes, UNLV Rebels. We live in a world where UNLV is a favorite over BYU in football. I, just, I can't yeah. get over that. Yeah. Still, I know BYU is two and eight, but. <laughs> And it makes sense, but it doesn't. Look, I'm sorry. I understand the way the season has gone. I get it. I totally understand. And maybe I'm just, I, I can't let the past go. I, I just, oh, that's for sure. I Again, but we've discussed, <laughs> the future is always positive. Also no, the it's unknown. not. It's neutral. <laughs> no, but I'm just having a hard time even fathoming BYU losing to UNLV. Oh, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. It doesn't, Dave Rose. Look at those numbers. But look at the – I understand. Okay, BYU's putting up 15 a game. UNLV's putting up 30. Here's the thing. UNLV is good on offense. They are bad on defense. Yes, they are. BYU is really bad on defense and decent – sorry, on offense and decent on defense, okay? So what do you you expect tonight? Answer today's Twitter question. Do you expect BYU to win? I do expect BYU to win. And, again, maybe maybe I need to live in the now – but I do expect B- – you want me to – see, we need to get the batteries fixed because these are my blue goggles of choice. Yeah. Especially well, they last they like up. three years. I know. The batteries that to... I think someone left them on. I do expect BYU to win. And, and again, maybe it's just because in years – what, 8-0. That's, that's what we've talked about. BYU has never lost at UNLV. They've They're, also never been 2-8. and eight I understand that. played UNLV. So, or but, averaged 15 a game. But here, let, let, me tell you, let me tell you what else I expect tonight. Hmm. I expect... You can't read with these on? Well, I can. I'm just choosing not to. (laughs) At this point, we still don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. Right. That's the big question heading into this. Regardless of who the quarterback is, I still expect to see a simplified but certainly aggressive offense. 
Oh, you better believe it's going to be aggressive. Like, like he has been asking yes. for it for a long time. But, but I think that you can you can still simplify things for whoever the quarterback is, and even if it's Bo Hodge who's if played more than Joe. If it's Joe Critchlow, it's got to be simplified yes. even more. This is a but you can start be, if yes. he's the guy. But you can be you can have a simplified offense, but still make it aggressive. That's what I expect. Okay. BYU's defense has to sell out on stopping the run. That that has got to be goal number one, and it usually is. You want to stop the run, but especially when you're facing a team like UNLV, they're averaging 252 yards on the ground. Lexington Thomas is legit. He yes. has 14 rushing touchdowns yes. this year. Yes, despite two last names. He has six. Actually, kind of flipped. He has 14. Thomas Lexington, actually, it sounded more Thomas Lexington. than Lexington yes. Thomas. Yes. Uh, Devontae but, Boyd's a good receiver Yes, for Yes, he is. Here's the other part about it. BYU has to stop the run, sell out to stop the run. On offense, BYU has to establish the run. Because as you were talking about, With UNLV— who? Well, that's the qu- that's that's the question. With Squally Canada, With Squally Canada, got to be the answer. Yeah, that has to be. You know, he's giving up two hundred and twenty-three yards on the ground. There are opportunities for BYU, so that's what I expect—a simplified but aggressive offense. I expect BYU to sell out on stopping the the rushing attack of UNLV, and I expect BYU to try to establish the run because UNLV cannot stop it. I don't expect BYU to win, but I don't expect them to lose. I don't know what? because this. What? Because this BYU team has not shown any kind of consistency other than being bad on offense. And that's hard to say, right? It kind of depends who the quarterback is. I like athletically what Bo Hodge brings to the table. Yet Bo hasn't really shown us a ton statistically this season. 49% passer, three picks, two touchdowns. He's had moments of brilliance. We don't, we're not going to highlight moments of brilliance. We're going to highlight good play, right? So if Joe Critchlow is the guy, it could be really interesting tonight because I'm with you. Um, he's he's been six of eleven in meaningless moments. We don't know what he brings to the table. We have an idea of what Bohodge brings to the table, but I don't know. We exactly know what he brings to the table either. He can keep plays alive. He's got a really strong arm. I've liked a lot of his uh, deep balls down the field. Jonah Trinneman should have caught that ball for a touchdown, a, a deep ball, and that would have changed the game a little bit. But this this is an interesting matchup because BYU doesn't have a bowl game to play for. Right. They're playing for the future. Will the motivation be there? UNLV's licking their chops. How many? They've never beaten BYU at home, and now a wounded BYU comes into their stadium tonight. Cool. This Look, is going to be an interesting game tonight. It, it is going to be an interesting game, but let's not make it sound like UNLV is a world beer. They're four and five. They Let, have one, two in a row. Let's talk about the transitive property okay. of UNLV here. <laughs> you cannot okay? do this, though. Yes, I can. I'm about cannot. to. UNLV beat Fresno State by 10. BYU lost to Fresno State by seven. There is a seventeen point transitive <laughs> property. You have a UNLV and you have an obsession with seventeen. Yes, no, the universe does. <laughs> no. It's not me. The universe does. Seventeen is also. By the way, a if I were ever a professional athlete, three seventeen scores. would be my number. It would be. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Aaron Roderick was seventeen. By the way, earlier this week we talked with assistant coach Ed Lamb, starting safety Zane Anderson. Uh, we tweeted those interviews out. Uh, you can catch those on the YouTube page uh, of BYU TV Sports, also BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, let's keep it rolling. Use hashtag BYUSN, join BYU Sports Nation. Do you expect BYU to beat UNLV tonight? I can't say I expect BYU to win tonight. I, I, I can't. I, do I think it's going to be a good game. Trust me, I want BYU to win. It makes my life uh, a lot easier. Why or why not? Use hashtag BYUSN. Let's get to Twitter. You got tweets. At East Dutz 10, I only expect their best efforts on and off the field. A record would say we win 20% of the time, and that's the chance I'm giving the Kooks, so no, I do not expect to win. The, the, the expectations have just been shattered by yes. 2 and 8. Yes, this season, and quite honestly, 
with the basketball season last year, the football season this year, it's very difficult to have the expectations yes. that you've had. I think people just want to watch and see what happens. Yes. As opposed to be like, here's what I think, yep. and then it wasn't met, so now I'm bummed. Yeah. So since I said I think BYU is going to At Daddio uh, underscore seven. Yes, because that's what we do. Beat you in a V. Plus, it's a home game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the home element hasn't helped BYU either in Provo. So I, I'm not sure why that matters. Uh, San Jose State, Portland State. Both games at home. Yeah, and uh, conveniently forgetting a few others there. Uh, what at, other games are you even referring to? At Newman, Utah, Boy State. At Newman, BYU, Wisconsin. I want them to win, but I don't see it happening. We'll still be repping BYU gear and cheering them on. That's the thing. There are still BYU fans that are going to pour into Vegas, which oh, I yeah. think is a testament to the fandom of uh, you know people in the region and making the drive down. We just got a tweet from a group of dudes you know, rolling down to Vegas. So, yeah. BYU fans are going to show up tonight, and that's going to be great. That's going to be great. Uh, at WAP17, yes, WAP. because WAP. I always WAP. root for the underdog. Weird to be the underdog for this game. <laughs> it is. Always root for the underdog? <laughs> so you rooted for Portland State? What are you, what are you saying there? No, nah, I hope that's not the case. It only works in this analogy. <laughs> Coming up, Dennis Pitta joins us. Is he expecting a BYU win in Las Vegas? We'll ask him in about 15 minutes. He's one of my frenemies. And next, Oops, the mountains the aren't as tall in Vegas. So we expect ESPN's Adam Amin to have plenty of breath to be able to join us next and preview the matchup. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversations happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join us tonight. Countdown to kickoff, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Dave Blaine, David, and Brian will be in studio, plus live reports from Las Vegas with the one and only Spencer Linton. And pregame uh, coverage on BYU Radio with Jason Shepard at Thank 8.30 you. Eastern. Thank yeah, you very much. Let's, uh, let's plug you, too. Our Twitter question today, do you expect BYU to beat UNLV tonight? Why or why not? Remember BYU's three-and-a-half-point dog at Nomad <laughs> so Cougs. weird. It's, it is weird, man. This whole season's been weird. Of course I expect the Cougs to beat UNLV. This team hasn't had a break all season, so the odds are in their favor. Well, actually, no. They're due and probably a little angry. Something's got to break. I won't be shocked if BYU wins tonight. I think BYU's got a talented team. They haven't figured it out on offense. But what if BYU figures it out, wins? I won't be like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. I just can't say I expect BYU to win. Almost any non-FCS game. San Jose State, I expected to win. Portland yes. State, I, those are the two worst teams. The, the biggest question to me is still, who's going to start a quarterback? We don't know. We'll know closer to game time. Absolutely. That, that ob- there, hashtag hot take. That will play a major role in how this game <laughs> plays out. That's uh, pretty cold, but it's not <laughs> cold takes. Yeah. The man calling the game on ESPN2 tonight is Adam Amin, who now joins us on the Desert First Credit Union hotline. Adam, you haven't hiked or anything and are out of breath. Are you good? Hey. What? <laughs> what? 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 I, I'm, I don't know what's happening right now. It's very the, the air is very. Actually, you know what? Uh, to be uh, completely serious with you, Forbes magazine did release today the most toxic American states, and unfortunately, the state of Utah and the state of Nevada are both towards the top of toxic. States, <laughs> toxic. Which I'm like really sad to report. I was. This is really disappointing to me. We call it an inversion. That's what we call it, an inversion. <laughs> you, you tweeted a moment ago, I have awoken from my slumber to yell at you about sports. 
So what would you like right? to ye- what would you like to yell about now? We we give you the floor. I no, I just I feel like uh, there's so there's so much yelling happening in Provo right now. I mean it's it's it's, it's tough. True. Two and eight. Two and eight. Speaking I'm of toxic, shocked, man. <laughs> God, I'm I'm absolutely shocked. Uh, I mean, listen, I understand it. We talked to to Ty and to Kalani about it uh, back in October when we had Boise State BYU, and even then there was some understanding. Like, listen, we don't have the guy. No more Taysom Hill. No more Jamal Williams. Shout out Jamal first touchdown by the way this week. Uh, like. I understood that they didn't have the guy and that they were splitting a lot of reps at running back and they were trying to figure stuff out at quarterback, but this is such a good offensive line. It's such a veteran group. You had a veteran QB. Remember, Tanner Mangum still started for eight games. So it's not, it's not as if it's been this complete revolving door at quarterback. It's been, you know, it was Hodge for a couple of games. I know he got dinged up, but it's mostly been Taysom Hill. Or, uh, beg your pardon, uh, Tanner Mangum. I, I understand that this is still... Uh, an offense that's been searching for the guy, but I'm just so surprised to see the offensive struggles of this football team. Uh, I'm, I'm not to say that they can't turn it on. Obviously, you're, you guys are right. It's about, you know, Jason, you said it is quarterback dependent, but I'm just so shocked to see the struggles of an offense that has such an experienced offensive line that was rotating a lot of guys in at running back. Uh, I'm just surprised to see it. So, what what other storyline? We talked about the quarterbacks. What other storylines are, are you following? And quite honestly, there's really good storylines regarding quarterbacks on both sides uh, of, the, uh, of the field. But what other storylines are you guys following for the broadcast tonight? Yeah, and, and that's definitely one of them. Uh, Johnny Stanton has become a really fun story, uh, and I think most college football fans would really appreciate it. I think if they've watched any of Iowa State this year and they saw what Joel Lanning was able to do, former QB, turned linebacker, turned Wildcat QB at times, still playing really good at linebacker, uh, this Johnny Sand story has been awesome. I know you guys have been kind of detailing it a little bit, but a guy who won the starting job in camp last year, coming over from junior college after a, an unsuccessful stint in Nebraska, they have very high hopes for him. He has a knee injury, loses his job, and sees zero time at QB this year and basically says, I need to get on the field, man. Like, I want to play. I want to help my team. They put him on special teams. The second snap he plays on special teams against Utah State, he gets a block punt, gets eight <laughs> tackles. You know, Jer- like, Jeremy, I know you tweeted about it. How many quarterbacks are you going to see that have a block punt and eight tackles on the year? Yeah. And this is one of the guys. And then in that Utah State game, that was the game where Armani Rodgers got hurt. So going to the next week, he wins the starting quarterback job back. This is insane. It's just so cool to see how they've, how they've done this. Uh, uh, admittedly, when we have this game on our schedule – and when we saw UNLV get beat by Howard week one, yeah. I don't think any of us were really thinking that we were going to be talking about UNLV as the headliner for this game. But sure enough, that's what we're doing because this is a program that's, you know, I, I suggested yesterday in our production meeting, this is a rebuilding program. And Dusty Dvorak, our analyst, I think accurately said, there's not much of a rebuild here, man. This program never really was anything. There was never really an identity to UNLV football. They've been to four bowl games in 49 years. And now suddenly they get this guy, Tony Sanchez, in. He's improved each year. A guy with Las Vegas connections, a great recruiter, an honest guy, uh, a good guy to talk to, somebody that's, you know, that can be inspiring to a young person. And he's really doing the job, man. They're two wins away, two winnable games away from bowl eligibility, and that's a rare sight in UNLV football's history. So the Stanton story, what UNLV is doing, uh, we'll tell some good stories tonight, and obviously the BYU quarterback situation is something that we're going to keep an eye on, obviously, as the game goes on. But 
Uh, I just I just feel like UNLV is a story that not a lot of people in college football are talking about, and I hope they start to. ESPN's Adam Amin is on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, to me, UNLV football is Randall Cunningham, and that's kind of it, right? So now they're four and five. They're in a position to do something. Um, they're they're uh, a favorite against BYU, which is which is pretty gnarly. Let's talk about a couple of other playmakers for UNLV that really stick out. The running back Lexington uh, Thomas is really good, and then Devontae Boyd is one of the best wide receivers in the in the Mountain West. That'll be a challenge for BYU tonight. Yeah, and I think they want to mix it a little bit more. I think UNLV has seen one major improvement the last couple of weeks, and they've had some good wins. I mean, beating Fresno State in Fresno is not an easy task. You guys saw what Fresno State is like. Very tough team. They were 4-0 in Mountain West play until they ran into UNLV. So that's, a, that's an impressive win for UNLV to pick up. And the thing that's improved the most for them is their downfield passing game. Boyd is obviously a very important part of that. But to get some downfield passing, you need to be able to balance with the run, and that's what Lexington Thomas has done. Xavier Campbell's done a nice job of that as a secondary running back. But I think what they've, what they've seen the most improvement on was with Johnny Stanton, at quarterback, the downfield passing game's improved, and they're well aware. UNLV's offensive staff is well aware of how dominant, at its best, BYU's front can be on defense. You know, with, with everybody they have and the depth that they still have, that, that, is, that is one position where I know guys – you know, Kesney didn't look great. Hanson didn't look great. Kyrus didn't look great last week in some key spots against Fresno. But that's still a really deep part of this BYU defense. And the defense overall, considering all the injuries, has still played very well. And UNLV is well aware of how dominant at its best BYU's front can be, especially with the depth. So they know they're going to have to throw the ball downfield to win this game tonight. And if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to do so. It's going to have to be Stanton. It's going to have to be a combination of guys like Boyd. Uh, it's going to have to be Darren Woods. Uh, Kendall Keyes is a really strong receiver. Guys who missed a significant amount of time due to injury last year that are really making a significant impact since they've come back to this roster. Adam, the, the interesting thing is with all of the playmakers that we were talking about for UNLV on offense and, and certainly the insane numbers that they're putting up on the ground, offense – very good. Defensively, not so good at all. Regardless of who BYU starts at quarterback tonight, there will be opportunities to be able to put some points up there if BYU can find its rhythm again. And this, this UNLV defense is struggling. Especially against the run. Can, it, can I see Squally Canada make an impact tonight? Uh, you know, can, can Austin Kofensis take the most out of his snaps and make something happen out of this? Because in all honesty, the run defense has been porous for UNLV. Uh, they've had injuries on their defensive side as well. They've had linebacker issues. They've had some. They've had a lack of depth up front. Really, the guy that you have to watch for on defense is number ninety-nine. It's Mike Hughes, veteran guy, Las Vegas native, uh, probably the most dominant force on that front for UNLV. But outside of him, they lack a little bit of depth on the defensive line. So, can you run against this UNLV team? We've seen it. We we we, we saw it last week. Uh, the Osami St. Just of Hawaii, one of my favorite names Great name. in all of college football. Great name. Absolutely fantastic name. 111 yards last week. Uh, but, I mean, they were stymied. They were held to 23 points. They got a pretty decent quarterback as well, does Hawaii. But the running game got going. And that's something that if BYU wants to win this game, and I'm assuming they do because these next three games are all they have uh, with the lack of bowl game this year. Do you want to play with some pride? Do you want to play with some identity? I think this is what BYU is going to need to do. They're going to have to run the ball effectively, regardless of who plays. If it's Critchlow, if it's Hodge, if somehow Wilstead ends up seeing some time, you have to play effectively in the run game. You've got the offensive line to do it. 
this is going to be the matchup that we're going to look at most of the night tonight. If BYU starts Joe Critchlow, and, and we'll find out tonight, uh, you know, exactly, do you think we'd see more of Squally Canada? Or, or, or would Kalani Stocky has been calling for aggressive offense the last couple of weeks. What do you expect if Joe Critchlow is the quarterback for BYU? You know, I, I do think Ty Detmer and Kalani Sataki want to be more aggressive, but the one knock on Critchlow was as good as he was in camp and as much uh, as fast as I should say he picked up the offense, he had a little bit of regression when there was more added to his plate on the offensive end. Now, he's at this point made three appearances. He's had some comfort, I, and he did get some time with the ones this week in anticipation of maybe Bohaj not being able to play. So, I feel like his comfort level has to be a little bit higher. He has to play with some confidence tonight. And it's if he plays and this and say he starts first career start, it's an it's in a road game against a hungry UNLV team. That's not an easy atmosphere to jump into, regardless of how many fans are going to be here. We might see more BYU fans and UNLV fans. In all honesty, we'll we'll find out tonight. But it's still a road atmosphere, and he has to be able to find a, a, a sense of place where he is calm. He's collected. He's not overthinking the playbook. We're going to have to see that from Joe Critchlow tonight if he makes the start because you're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. And it can't just be three yards in a cloud of dust against this team. I know that I just said they're a porous rush defense at times, but you have to have a semblance of balance. And if there's no balance there for BYU, which has been a problem all year, uh, if there's not balance there for BYU, they're not going to win this game offensively. Hey, by the way, and kind of switching gears just a little bit to uh, some basketball, congrats on uh, the new voice of women's college basketball, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, congrats, brother. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Seriously, that's awesome. I'm really excited about, about the new uh, opportunity. We started up Sunday, so I'm skipping out on my NFL game on Sunday this week to go to Columbus, Ohio. That'll be the site of the women's Final Four. Uh, Holly Rowe is in Wisconsin for her Iowa game, Iowa-Wisconsin, and she's going to make her way to Columbus to – be our sideline reporter, uh, BYU TV's former and very own. So that's right. Uh, I'm really pumped to be. I'm, I'm pumped to be with this crew: Rebecca Lobo, Carol Lawson, Holly Rowe. Uh, we've got an all-star crew, and we're really excited to start with UConn, Stanford, and Ohio State, Louisville on Sunday. And uh, and, and hey, I see you, BYU. I see you, Cassie Broadhead, Devish Ray. I know what you're doing. I'm, I'm keeping an eye out. <laughs> I like love that backcourt, man. I love that backcourt. Maybe they can overtake Gonzaga and, and St. Mary's and see what happens this year. Should be a fun race, and the ladies open up uh, the season tonight as well against Southern Utah. By the way, how are your Valpo uh, Crusaders going to do this year? You know, I think it's going to be a tough year. I still think the Valley, despite losing Wichita State, is very strong. Uh, Missouri State's a really high-quality team. Loyola continues to improve under Porter, uh, Porter Moser. Uh, I think Northern Iowa still continues to show off the depth year in and year out, getting in one of the better recruiting classes in the Missouri Valley. Uh, as good as Savon Walker is, I just don't see the, de- you know, the, the, the real threat just yet. Obviously, that's tough when you lose Alec Peters to the NBA. So we'll see how they do. I, I'm, I'm guessing somewhere in, in the middle of the pack, closer to the upper tier. You know, maybe, I see maybe a fifth-place finish this year to start uh, to kind of get acclimated into this league. But we never know. You never know how a team's going to do when, they're, when they first enter a league, what the matchups are like. So, uh, I just do know that there's a lot of high-quality opponents. Missouri State, Northern Iowa especially, uh, I think it's a high-quality league even without Wichita State. So Valpo's going to have, their hands, they're gonna have uh, their hands full this year with a lot of good competition. I smell an NIT quarterfinal. <laughs> what do you think? I, I see, and, and, right, and in all honesty, man, if they made the NIT this year in their first year in a new league and, and, a, and a step up, so to speak, in, in level of competition, 
I think that's actually a pretty big victory for Valpo basketball. Yeah, with BYU, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, I mean, we we, we will we've already we've I already feel like we have like various bets planned for the nine times <laughs> that Valpo and BYU are going to be over the next like 14 years. So like let's just let's just go through the list. And we'll knock out the next bet. Do the and next we'll, one. We'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got we got to figure. Maybe we'll let Spencer pick it since he's in Vegas hanging yeah. out. Exactly. He's yeah. He's he's got time today. You can talk about it. So, uh, <laughs> Adam, we appreciate the time. Good luck on the call tonight. We'll be watching. Thanks, guys. Always good to talk to you. It's Adam Amin on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You will find very few people that are more prepared than Adam Amin. He's fantastic. He's always great when he joins us. He's fantastic on the broadcast. And like you said, being able to be prepared and look at him throwing out the Cassie Broadhead de Vagere. Yeah, that's next level. That is, okay? that's, that's elite is what that is. That is elite. Yes, absolutely. Coming up, what's the chance BYU scores 21 offensive points tonight? We'll talk about it coming up. But next, my best friend of me, Dennis Pitta, tells us if he expects BYU to win tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Mmm, pineapple. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan pineapple. and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision. It's good, but... Live on BYU Radio. The go-to is... BYU TV. The Bacon Wrap Turkey. also on demand. Bacon Wrap Turkey. <laughs> anyway. I love Tecano's so much. I do, too. I also love basketball. Oh, Love basketball? How about? You're in luck then. BYU basketball begins the regular season tomorrow night against Mississippi Valley State, game that will be at the Marriott Center. You can watch on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio. I'll have that for you at 8 Eastern time. Mississippi Valley State has the lowest budget in college hoops. They're going to play BYU. They're going to play Utah. They're going to play Utah State. They are on the road for the first 13 games. All non-con. Away. All away. 13 straight games away from home. It's one way to do it. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's game day for the BYU football team in Las Vegas. The Cougars play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium South, a.k.a. Sam Boyd Stadium. Watch BYU TV's countdown to kickoff, 9.30 Eastern time tomorrow, or tonight, rather. Pre-game coverage on the radio with your boy, Jason Shepard, 8.30 Eastern time. Uh, James Taft Fredette, I like to call him Jimmer, I'm the only one that can do that, drops 50 what? for the second straight game. This time it was a triple-double. Jimmer finished uh, the Sharks' overtime win over the uh, Bacong Fly Dragons. Yeah. Listen to this stat line. 54 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, and got into a shoving match with Stephon Marbury. That's going viral nationally. It's it's getting around in the As sports world that Jimmer shoved Stefan Marbury in China. <laughs> like that's so random and I love it. Ninth ranked women's volleyball swept Gonzaga last night in Spokane. It's another BYU win in the kennel. Ronnie Jones Perry, Copperio's finest, led the team with sixteen kills, seven digs, and three aces. The Cougars remain on the road as they face the Portland Pilots tomorrow in the regular season road finale. While what you say is accurate, Copperhill's finest, it does sell yourself short. That's on purpose. It should be. <laughs> and a person who continually shell, uh, sells me short is our next guest. His name is Dennis Pitta, and he joins us on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. What's up, Dennis? What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going well. It's a game day. Well, yes. I always love a Friday game day. Did you like Friday game days as a player? Yeah, I always like Friday because you get a couple extra days off. You get Saturday and Sunday off and go back to work Monday. So, Friday's fun. It's usually a... You know, a nationally televised game, or you know, back back when we were on the mountain, we that took was advantage fun. of those ESPN games. So, 
Yeah, there were this, there were some great memories uh, back in the day on TV. There, uh, no one can see them, but they were great. Uh, Thursday, I want to <laughs> ask you about this. So I'm a Seahawks fan. Thursday night football. A bunch of dude, like seven dudes, get hurt last night. You a fan of Thursday night games when you played? You know, I was just having this conversation with somebody this morning about Thursday night football. They asked me the same question: Did you like playing on Thursday night? Because really, when you when you look on Twitter or social media, most players are very much against playing on Thursday night. It was the opposite. I really like Thursday night and for a couple of reasons. Number one, once you're done Thursday, you get another mini bye week. You get the whole, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, usually Monday or Tuesday again off. And so you get a lot of rest period after that game. Now, it is more difficult physically going from a Sunday game to a Thursday game, but leading up to that game, you don't practice at all. So you have meetings and really your practice consists of walkthroughs. So the, the whole week of Thursday night, other than having to play a little bit earlier in the week and not physically be fully recovered uh it's an easier week and so i really enjoyed it i always take the easy way out you know that germ (laughs) (laughs) well classic (laughs) so uh in uh, in the world we live in today uh dennis byu is a three and a half point underdog at unlv what's your reaction to that well, you guys always throw the Vegas lines at me like I'm some kind of gambling shark. Week, <laughs> it's just context. Yes, it's context that people don't think <laughs> BYU will win this game. Um, my reaction to that is I'll take BYU in the points in this game because, listen, I, I think you know it's been stated all week, we've never lost to UNLV at UNLV. And I think that plays a little bit into this game. Now, it's a pretty fairly matched game when you look at the schedule and the teams that they've played against the teams that we've played. You know, I think we're similar teams, um, so it, it's not going to be easy. But you know, if we get four points going there to play, I like it. I'll take our chances. Do you expect BYU to win the game outright? Uh, I do, to be honest. Um, I expect us to win. I think a lot of that certainly depends on who's under center, and I don't know if that's even been you know figured out yet. But uh, my vote would be Bo Tanner, not Bo Tanner, Bo Hoss. Hey, just Bo just Tanner, put Bo Tanner out there, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Two and eight, Bo Tanner. You're so many Bows and Tanners on this team. It's understandable. There's, there's too many. There's way too many. Bo Hodge would be my pick, and just because of the versatility he gives you on the ground, and uh, I think this offense needs to be tailored to his strengths if he's going to be the quarterback. And you know, I think he gives us a chance, and so it's going to be a good game. Don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be one that we have to play well in in order to get a win, but. I think it's time where we start figuring things out and, you know, we get a win out in UNLV. BYU has three regular season games left and not a ton to play for per se. Uh, we've talked to you about kind of the motivation there and whatnot, but BYU hasn't been in this situation for a long time. And you, you played on one team that, you know, had a losing record. Once you're not bowl eligible, what, what's that like for, for the players going into a game? Well, it's difficult, and uh, I think the only year that I played where I was not bowl eligible was 2004, my freshman year, which um, I think we were 5-6 and six that year. And that was the last year you um, didn't go to a bowl? There you go. And that was uh, Coach Croton's last year there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult because – and I can relate to this a little bit, and I, and I told you guys about this a few weeks back playing in the NFL and every season we've always had something to play for. We've always had, you know, playoff hopes till the very end. Last season was the first season that we didn't have that week 17. We had just come off a loss Christmas day to Pittsburgh. 
We were then playing Cincinnati. We had no chance of making the postseason or winning the division or anything. So we had nothing to play for. And so we didn't handle that game very well. And I'm probably not the best, you know, to ask this question to because I'm not very good at, you know, handling that. You know, I think your mindset, number one, is um, come out healthy, which, you know, that was always going into that last week of last season. That was my mindset. You have one week to go. You're playing for nothing. Make sure you don't suffer some kind of injury that's going to inhibit your ability to work hard all off season and, and you know, set yourself up to, to be in good shape going into next season. So that's certainly going to go through players' minds, whether you want to, you know, realize that or not, because you know, these guys want to come out healthy. They want to be able to kind of build on what they did this year and set themselves up for next year. But the motivation is going to be, you know, get my position solidified for next year. And you talk about the quarterback position especially. Who's going to be the quarterback next year? Well, we're going to find out over these three games. Those guys are going to have motivation to play well and, and prove that they can be the guy. Dennis, you mentioned injuries a second ago, and unfortunately last week we saw an injury to, to Tanner Mangum, uh, ruptured his Achilles, he's done for the year. And, and unfortunately, uh, you're someone that can speak to this, but with the injuries that you had, explain to us and, and the, the listeners, what is that moment like when you get the word that your season is done? Is it something that that kind of hit you all of a sudden? I mean, like from a mental standpoint, how difficult is that news to receive? It's really difficult to receive. And uh, I can remember uh, my first hip injury, and unfortunately I've had a lot of experience with uh, season-ending injuries in the last few years, but my first hip injury, I was placed on IR. And I remember I got whisked away to the hospital right after being injured, got put under, went under surgery, and when I woke up, is the first that I really knew what had happened to me. I didn't really know the extent of the injury before going into surgery. Um, and I didn't really know what they had to do in surgery to repair it. And so I didn't know if I would be put on IR or if I was going to be out you know, a few weeks or what it might be. And so the doctor came in and gave me the news that, yeah, we're putting you on IR. And it hits you like a ton of bricks. That was the first time in my career I was going to miss a season. And it's a, it's a surreal moment. You, you know, everything, it's just a strange position to be put in, especially when you've never experienced it before. So you, you feel bad for these guys that are suffering these season-ending injuries. And unfortunately, I've suffered season-ending injuries and career-ending injuries. And unfortunately, the latter is, is a little bit worse than the season-ending injury. But it's difficult to deal with mentally. And, and a lot of times you're not prepared to. And you just one of those things where you just got to focus day-to-day on, on working hard and getting better and making sure you're back uh, better than ever. That's the challenge for a guy like uh, Tanner Mangum going into next season. Let's wrap with this. Who's BYU's best player in the NFL right now, in your opinion? Um, I think I think Zig Yonsa's, you know, far and away our best player in the NFL, and he's so dynamic off the edge. He's going to get paid a lot of money here in the, in the upcoming years to do what he does. And I've played against him a couple times uh, on Detroit, and he's a tough guy to block. He's He's so athletic and big and long and able to create serious mismatches on the edge. And so um, Detroit's going to pay him a lot of money to stick around and continue putting pressure on quarterbacks. So uh, you, you look at other guys in the NFL, and we have some good players. You look at Tom Vinoy in his role with the Patriots. I think he's settled into a really nice spot there, and he's playing really good football. And Daniel Sorensen, who's you know playing at a really high level for uh, Kansas City and doing a really good job. So We've got some players around the league right now that are contributing and playing really well, but I think far and away, Ziggy Ounce is our best player. Amen to that. Dennis, we appreciate the time, man, and uh, enjoy the weekend. 
Hey, thank you, guys. From one athlete to two non-athletes, it's been a pleasure. Okay, and you're done. That's Dennis Pitta on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, your value is your timeline, your financial future. If you if you if you missed on the Lauren, way out, just a little dig. Lauren, well, of course, there were too few in that. I think um, came away pretty unscathed till the very end. Lauren McLean one time mentioned that we weren't athletes on accident, and man, that didn't go well. <laughs> Yeah, coming up, the men's and women's cross-country teams are in action at the NCAA Regionals. We'll have an update coming up in the whip. Plus, what's the chance Joe Critchlow throws a TD pass tonight? We will discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm Jeremy. He's Jason, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at... 6 Eastern. Join us tonight. It is countdown to kickoff on BYU TV at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Dave, Blaine, Dave, and Brian will be right here in Studio Plus. Live reports from Las Vegas in legendary Sam Boyd Stadium with Spencer Linton. In our pregame show on countdown to kickoff, we'll have uh, an interview with Spencer Linton and Ty Detmer Mm. about the quarterback situation. There he is. Like, what do you think he'll say? Uh, We're going to go with the best quarterback that gives us a chance to win, and that guy is me. (laughs) <laughs> Our Twitter question, do you expect BYU to beat UNLV tonight? Why or why not? At Twig Yearstone, no. I do not expect anything from the team at this point. I'm going to read this like uh, Eeyore. UNLV already won against Fresno, and BYU has not shown that they can consistently score. Why bother? <laughs> Fun fact, the, uh, the voice for Eeyore is the same voice as Optimus Prime. Yes, he is. I'm going to blow some minds with that one. Yes, I know I am. yes he is. Yeah, Peter Cullen. That is correct. Yeah. Thank you for uh, your fact-checking and affirming. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I like, yeah, I was like, I, I spend way too much time on those, like, little trivia site things that, like, give you the background story yeah. and stuff. Oh, no, that's great. Like, on IMDb, oh, yeah. like, after I watch a movie, I'll go to the IMDb page and then go to the trivia and get all the, like, backstory stuff. Speaking of backstories, there's a lot of stories going on. So let's play a little What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks... What's the chance? What's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the real, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley's in the control room. He's going to give us some stuff. We're going to give you a percentage chance. Number one. Thanks for noticing me. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, ESPN just tweeted about uh, Stefan Marbury and Jimmer Fredette shoving, so it's out there. Yeah, no. Number one, what's the chance? BYU beats UNLV tonight in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going with a 73% chance. Oh. Why Look, 73? Uh, I don't know. It just seemed like the right number to go with. Uh, I figure 80 was probably a little too much. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I said earlier, I said it earlier in the show, I, I expect BYU to win this game tonight. So, yeah, so 73% chance that the Cougars will win this. They're 8-0. They will be 9-0 tonight. All-time in Vegas. Let's All-time sure in Vegas. that number is clear. No, they will be 9-0 on the season tonight. I go 55%. <laughs> I think that BYU is in a good position against this opponent, but I think it's a pretty even matchup. But so you go fifty five percent. But earlier you said, you know, I, I have to attribute a number to it now. I didn't have to earlier. That's how the game works. Right. Number two. What's the chance BYU scores twenty one or more offensive points? This one is tough for me. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say fifty five percent. They're going that's to familiar number. They're going to need. <laughs> To score at least 21. Whether or not it comes all from the offense, I don't know. The defense, maybe a pick six, that would certainly help 
the Cougars' chances. So I, I will say that they're all from the offense. What did I say, 55? I'll yeah. go 55%. I'll go 56%. Uh, BYU's Cute. only done this one Price time all right. year. 17 offense points at Utah State, 41 against uh, San Jose State. So, yeah, I topped you on that one. Number three. Let's go to the other side of the ball. What's the chance the BYU defense records more than three sacks or turnovers combined? You start off with this one. I don't know how many times that's happened all year, if yeah. at all. Yeah. Three records three sacks or turnovers combined. combined? I'll go I'll go uh fifty nine percent on that one. I think there's a decent shot that some you want to be coughs it up tonight, or you get sacks, you get to the quarterback. Stanton is mobile though. That's an issue. Yeah, well, and here's the other there's the part that that you mentioned. It, I'm not sure that it's even happened this year. That's something that this defense has struggled with, and they keep talking about. They've got to force more turnovers. They've got to put more pressure on the quarterback. It hasn't happened to this point, so I, I think that's low. I'm going to say 31%. Whoa! Number four. What's the chance Joe Critchlow throws a touchdown pass tonight? Well, if he starts. We don't know if he's starting. If he's starting. Yeah, I don't know. I almost want to do an asterisk there. Um, will he throw? Is Bo Hodge healthy? Is Bo Hodge going to go the distance? Makes me hesitate. I'll go. I'll go fifty percent because I have no clue. You just took mine. I'm going fifty percent because we don't know if he's even going to play. Fifty percent. There's a shot. It's a number, cop out. I know. Number five. What's the chance BYU hoops hits at least six three point shots in their season opener against the Fighting Jerry Rice's? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. This one's so easy. You're in my head or something. I was going to say a hundred percent. I will say a hundred point one percent. That's not even possible. Of and course it, they are. And it looks like we found the bonus fry. We have a, another question. Oh, number, really? Number yeah. six. B- bonus fry. What's the chance Jimmer would defeat Steph in the octagon? Steph, uh, Steph on Marbury. Let's make yes. sure it's not Steph. On, <laughs> it's, not, Steph Curry. it's not Steph Curry. Uh, you decide. It, either one. You, yeah, you, either one. Well, I like my chances against Steph Curry more than I do against Steph on Marbury. Yeah, I just immediately uh, that that Jimmer would win that in the in the octagon. I don't know. Like, I would. Say, I'm I'm gonna go low on that because I think yeah. Stephon Marbury would would fight cheap and he's, fight dirty. He seems like he's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he would fight Whereas dirty. Jimmer so seems I just don't rational and level headed. Yes. Jimmer would go in thinking that there are rules. Stephon Marbury's only rule is there are no rules. <laughs> I've been to the mean streets of Glens Falls, New York, and been to Jimmer's house. Yeah, I, I, he's tough, but Stephon Marbury is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going uh, a low number on that one, too, 25%. Yeah. That is What's the Chance, and our Twitter question today is, do you expect BYU to beat UNLV tonight? Why or why not at Blue Cougar F-Ball? Yes, BYU has won the last seven. BYU's never lost to UNLV in Sandpoint Stadium. History will repeat itself. I like the way he's thinking. Coming up, an update on the BYU women's cross-country performance and NCAA regionals this morning. And which team signed a dude named Brigham? I'm not even kidding. And Jimmer messed around and got a triple-double and shoved Stefan Marbury. More on that and everything in the Cougar Whip Round coming up next. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Hey, thanks to most of our guests today, ESPN's Adam Amin and some other guy. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around football. It's game day for the BYU football Woo! team in Las Vegas. The Cougars playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium South, a.k.a. Sam Boyd Stadium. Watch BYU TV's countdown to kickoff at 9.30 Eastern time tonight with pregame coverage on BYU Radio starting at 8.30 Eastern time. 
men's basketball. The countdown to the Delta Devils is over because it's ball night tomorrow night in the Marriott Center against Mississippi Valley State. Watch on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Pre-game on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern. Jimmer! Jimmer dropping 50 for the second straight game, this time in triple-double fashion. Jimmer finished the Sharks' overtime win over the Fly Dragons with 54 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. Jimmer scored 27 of his 54 in the fourth quarter and overtime, and he also got into it with Stephon Marbury at one point in the game. Volleyball. Jimmer had the last laugh, I suppose. He did. Ninth-ranked women's volleyball swept Gonzaga last night in Spokane. It's another BYU win in the kennel. Ronnie Jones-Perry of Copper Hills led the team with 16 kills, 7 digs, and 3 aces. The Cougars remain on the road as they face the Portland Pilots tomorrow. Women's basketball. Pilots. Women's hoops begins their season tonight, hosting Southern Utah 9 Eastern at the Marriott Center. Chris Betcher, former assistant, is the head coach at Southern Utah. And yesterday, BYU signed two players, Talia White, a Utah 4A All-State player, and Shaylee Gonzalez, Arizona's Gatorade Player of the Year. Cross country. BYU men's and women's cross country are in Logan right now, competing in the NCAA Mountain Region Championships. Laura Young finished ninth overall as the top Cougar runner. The women finished third as a team. Now the men are running the 10K at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And Rory Linklater, by the way, uh, tweeted out four minutes ago, time to eat. Tennis. Men's team signed Utah State champion Brigham Andrus for the 2021 season following his two-year LDS mission. He's currently ranked 224th in the nation. A Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? How about uh, Jimmer Fredette? Jimo Dashin. Our elite tweet of the day based on do you expect BYU to beat UNLV tonight at CL underscore living. UNLV is totally unprepared to face BYU team in a QB they haven't seen. Surprise! BYU hits the jackpot and leaves Las Vegas with a big win. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Art Paulson. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow, or Monday rather, at noon Eastern time. Catch pregame coverage tonight, 8.30 on BYU Radio, 9.30 on BYU TV. Go Cougs!